Welcome to episode 178 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, it's the Space Chums. You just heard the Space Chums, their song, just a little clip of their song, Calling All Space Cadets. And I think that that little clip should get you ready for what you're going to hear, like space noises and awesome singing and radical guitar playing and rock and roll goodness and fun that's what it's about space chums were great it was great to talk to them you're gonna love hearing from them hearing what they do if you want to reach me and you're a space chum or you're a space cadet or you think you could be a space chum or a space cadet drop me a line mike at goodstuffpod.com or social media the at symbol good stuff pod hope everyone's having a good week we're gonna come at you again soon but for now here are the space chums and stay tuned all the way to the end to hear their song calling all space cadets the whole way through all the space sounds all of the the laser sounds all of them the space chums are the kids music just royalty of laser sounds yes it's um it's intergalactic planetary that was so anything that you're worried about saying that you think would sound silly i just topped anything you could possibly say (laughs) so it is with that in mind that i welcome my new buddies and the space chums to the good stuff kids podcast how are you all we're good greetings earthlings (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before, like, as we get started, would you be kind enough to introduce yourselves for vocal distinguishing purposes? Because there's three of you and we want to make sure we know who's talking. Yeah, for sure. I am Space Ninja Linda, a.k.a. Lindsay Goodtimes. And I am Galacto Fashionista Gussie, a.k.a. Kate Keenan. And I play the role of (laughs) lost disco cosmonaut Boris, also cosmic rock god Nikolai. We haven't decided yet. And uh, uh, my real, real for realsies name is Ian Goodtimes. Okay, so thanks for that. Um, so I think the, the, the way to start this is, it would be great to hear a little bit of each of your backstories and then how you came together to, to start the Space Chums, and then we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You want to start there, Nikolai Ian? No, I want Kate to start. Oh, well, <laughs> then I turns out I want to start. <laughs> so I'm Kate, and I actually have a theater background. I went to like arts high school and theater school. I tried to go for music theater, actually, and my brother told me I wasn't allowed because it was too nerdy. So that's really why I don't have a music <laughs> theater background. Um, he saved me from that. But also, I was always in my choirs and op- like a children's opera chorus and... Uh, but mostly was a theater artist. I had my own children's theater company out here in Toronto for 10 years. And um, I think we'll leave my story there because that leads me to where I meet Ian and Lindsay. Okay. Okay. So my background is in dance. So I started dancing when I was little, whatever. Studied after I finished school and um, danced in modern dance and hip hop troops. And I also have... uh, a punk rock band for about five years. 
which we called FHB, mm-hmm. and I will leave that at that. <laughs> you can look it up. It's findable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and I also do circus arts now. So oh, that's- wow. So tell me, what, what does circus arts mean, if you could sum that up? Yeah, sure. It's like a contemporary circus. It mixes art and dance with circus, so we do a lot of aerial um, juggling, balancing, acro tricks, that sort of stuff. Wow, very cool. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. And Ian? Yeah, so I've been playing uh, rock and roll since I was very young uh, and professionally my whole life. And I went to music college and played all sorts of instruments. I was in a semi sort of popular rock and roll band that had four guitar players and strippers and midgets, and I would breathe fire. <laughs> Oh, it's a kids podcast. It's okay. That just means like uh, not what you think. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I was in an outrageous rock band for a while, and uh, then we met Kate. Lindsay and I met Kate. We were on tour doing corporate children's theater. You know, mask mascots. Yeah, like we were the stuffing, the dancing mm. stuffing inside the big head mm. costumes. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. Of cartoon characters, and we traveled like the world the world yeah wow yeah and ultimately we decided hey let's do our own thing because i can't watch the show anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah if i have to see caillou one more time oh caillou every every parent's least favorite that's for sure yeah it haunts my dreams yeah Yeah. so we took a pretty big pay cut there (laughs) to decide to do our own thing Uh uh-huh that's how the space chums were born okay it's, it's more or less uh you know cool music for Kids. I would say that that is an understatement. It's extremely cool music for kids. Um, okay, well, so I, huh? Go I ahead. Think we feel also that the uh, entertaining adults and entertaining kids is actually not that much mm-hmm. of a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you we're know? we're gonna get to that for sure because I think that there's a mission statement for the Space Chums, and we'll get to that in in just a second. So you all came together, and how did like the idea? to, I guess, go like uh, galactic with this whole thing and, and and to have this thematically be set in space, but like really, really fun and really plays to all of your strengths. Like how did the, the idea come to be? Well, I would say we had a bad idea first. That we, did. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to be called the animal band and we were going to each pick an animal to be. Uh-huh. And then that had already been taken. So then, uh-huh. I, I, I feel like also I'm a, a secret uh, Douglas Adams nerd fan, so I'm a big Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So like Zaphod Beeblebrox and the idea of like a galactic outer space band that was so big that it could destroy a planet uh-huh. seemed like an enticing idea to me. And also it was a really good excuse to be already a giant band that is like huge all over the known universe. It's just your fault, Earth, that you haven't heard of us yet. Mm-hmm. So we could just bomb in being the greatest band in yeah, the galaxy. That, that's ever lived. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, also, it also helps that uh, when we do shows, we're, we're discovering everything on Earth for the first time with a bunch of young children, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we don't have to talk down to the kids. We can literally be like, we have no idea what dolphins are. That They are ridiculous. What do you mean that there are these big things that hang in your sky that are white and fluffy? That's completely insane to us. So, like, we see the world through the eyes of a child. Yeah. Through the eyes of a child. The world seems magical. (laughs) Right? Yeah, totally. That's beautiful. Um, So, but that like sort of feeds into the mission, right? And and I say mission, you know, whether it's mission or vision or just like what you guys do, what the band does, which is like, I mean, it's probably better coming from you, but the idea that the art that you all make, that there's no, that you... 
there's no, you're not changing anything that you do because it's for kids. Can you say that in a better way than I just said that? <laughs> we can try. <laughs> We've been trying to figure out how to say that for a while now. But, yeah, exactly. I feel like we want to make music that we genuinely would want to listen to ourselves and that our awesome friends would also want to listen to and that their awesome kids would want to listen to. But it's really one and the same. Mm-hmm. And we've all, we're all performers and we all perform to adults. And so we know, we know in our hearts that there isn't much difference. Like a good performer is a good performer. A good song is a good song. You don't need to change it much to have it appropriate for a different age group. Yeah. And we were all playing music and entertaining our friends when they were in their 20s and didn't have kids. And then we all grew up and we all had kids and we still wanted to entertain each other. We just had to, they would only come out to shows if they could bring their kids. So just including everybody now. Yeah. So we had to dull down the swears. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I think that Toronto is an interesting place. Like I've talked to several people from Toronto who are, who are just really creative around the idea of, um, you know, family music or kids and family music or, or whatever it is that we want to call it. What, and I know that this is like a little bit tangential and off topic, but what do you think it is about Toronto that, that inspires so many people to be creative in the name of making art for kids? Wow. Well, that's interesting you say that because as a band, we really look to the South, to some of uh-huh. the things you have um, there, like Skidoo, uh-huh. Secret, Skidoo 23. And there's something really creative that happens in the States that um, Canada can be a little bit more conservative. Huh. So we find that our, our bands here, although there's great musicians and there's people making good music, not as much pushing the boundaries as happens stateside. Uh, stateside. Got it. Got it. So the, I guess the distinction is, or the distinguishing feature is that maybe there's there's a little more of a creative push, and yeah. then you're trying to bring that into what you're doing. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think in Toronto also a lot of people are there's, I mean you have to do a lot of things and you have to get really creative in order to make it and get out there. So most musicians I know don't just. They're not just musicians. They're not just writers. They're writers and producers, and they do art, and they connect with each other, and they're making their own music. They're making their own art. They're not just waiting for somebody to come and be like, I'd like to pay you for something. Right. The most people I know in Toronto are really just trying to figure out a thousand different ways. So they're they're writing, they're drawing, they're making music. Major mm-hmm. league hustling. Major league Major hustling. League, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a hustle, right? <laughs> There's just not much not much you can say about it aside from the fact that it is entirely a hustle. So is Space, Space Chums the, the main gig for you all now? Or are you, this is in addition to all the other creative things that well, you do? Yeah, we yeah. all do many things. I have a regular nighttime rock and roll band. Uh-huh. You know, and I also play bagpipes at weddings and funerals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean we're we're try and we push for Space Jumps to to be our main breadwinner, but at this point we're still mm. we're definitely still mm. juggling a lot of hats. And I think that adds to the band too. I think we bring all the stuff we do and the rest of our diverse lives into yeah. the band. I, I write for kids TV off and on when I'm not uh, raising two kids, but I think <laughs> that, that 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 work, the writing work, comes into the band, and you know Ian's music stuff, obviously. Ian yeah. played every instrument in the band so all that stuff i think informs the actual the space gems themselves nice i I think that um 
it all comes through. And I can only imagine like what the stage show is like based on the experience <laughs> that you all have. So before we get into the new record and, and, and talk about the music in a little bit more depth, I, I'm just so curious, like, what is it like to go see the Space Chums live? Because I don't think my hunch is that you all don't put in like a, a half-baked effort in terms of a stage show. Well, for our CD release, album release, uh-huh. CD, uh, I brought in some <laughs> weapons-grade laser beams. Well, they were for, they were Russian lasers, were they not? Uh, well, yeah. Rush the band. Ian Borrow rushed the band. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so it's like a full-on rock and roll show for kids. So there's like, you know, there's a video element to it that we had playing a, what was, what's that cool? Uh, uh, there's a deaf. Uh, Daft, Daft Punk animated Interstellar, movie. Interstellar, Interstellar 555 or something. Yeah, so we played that before the show. Uh-huh. And kids are like, oh my God, what is this cool animation? I've never seen anything, you know. And then we, you know, we give them free laser eye surgery when the show starts. <laughs> and it's like smoking me. It's like a full on rock and roll show. Because yeah. I don't see you can't have that for kids because it'll blow their little minds. Yeah, my, my mind's blown right now. I mean, <laughs> it sounds awesome. Blown on stage too when we realize what we're walking into. But yeah. yeah have these big costumes and uh, we have a robot that comes on and does some robot moves and it's uh yeah it's pretty interactive we're huge yeah we're huge on the inter interactive portion right. of the show kids get to participate in all sorts of ways having kids up to the stage we also have a robot that comes out we actually have two robots we Whoa. have Felipe, the drummer uh-huh. and then we have johnny who comes out and dances <laughs> that's yeah a, that's amazing i mean it's just you it's almost like an unfair advantage. And this this may seem backhanded, but I mean this in only the most complimentary way. Like, it, it, you have an upper hand because you've all done so many different things in the, like, theater world. And, you know, you traveled as like a – I don't totally get it, but, you know, you were like in, in some kind of traveling – thing where you were interacting with kids or you were a part of a, a kid's show all the time. So you you really can see what works and you really know what works. And like the the uh, the sort of the motto that you're not dumbing this down for kids like comes from a place of like you've seen it and you know what can actually work. Well, yeah, I like to say that my ridiculous resume of absurd things I've done could really only have ever led me to this point. Like, it's the one job that makes sense from the ridiculous <laughs> things I've done in my life. Uh-huh. And totally. yeah, I've seen enough when we've participated in enough uh, children's entertainment to know what we really want to do. And yeah. adult entertainment, not adult entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. I mean, you know, and, and it's uh, it's I love the, what you said, like all of the experiences that you've had have led to this. And I think that that's a really important thing for people to know, like get yourself these experiences. Right. If this is what you want to do, like go go see what you can do with it. And, mm-hmm. and it may take you all over the world. And that's a really cool thing. And then someday you're going to be in a position where you're doing what you want to do. And all of those things, you know, all of the strings of the balloon come together. So I think that's a really important and so, really positive message. And yeah. you don't know, right? You don't know when you're in it that that thing that right. you're doing 
you know, like juggling fire on the street is going to help you later on. Like you don't know, but you try all these things and then they all go together to make up this experience that you have, which is life. Yeah. Yeah. The best part about this is like every time we, we, we like sort of get to a new, a new piece of it, there's something that you all, one of you throw in where I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Like, Oh, just juggling fire on the corner. Like, does that, that was actually a thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She did in Thailand. Yeah. Didn't you juggle fire in Thailand? Well, I learned. I learned. I learned, I learned oh, sure. to do it. I started a fire company with a friend of mine, which is now the Aerial Circus Company. So, Whoa. so we did fire. Ian made me busk a whole bunch, and it's <laughs> amazing. Okay, the, there's so much. There's so much going on here, and it is amazing. I want to keep going, but let's. I need to focus on. I need to focus on the music here. So. The new record came out, I believe, in May, and it's called Calling All Space Cadets. And it starts like there's no there's no messing around. You get right into it with Calling All Space Cadets. So tell me a little bit about that song and just as like the album kickoff and, and what went into making that one. Uh, well, Space Cadets is sort of our kiss army. Um, and the, the beginning of the album is a, a heralding to collect all the children of the universe and calling all of them, that was the idea. Right. And sort of a driving beat. It's a little bit, I don't know, I want to say Stereo Lab, but a little bit Motric, if you will, <laughs> the craft work. Do, 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 you know. Uh-huh. So that's sort of the group behind it. There was also like a Canada TV show that had that sound. What was it? Oh, in Canada, there were sort of old, you know, Boards of Canada. Yeah. They find old National Film Board of Canada sort of samples and Elwe Yost and TV Ontario and all this it Very dated, sound. dated kind of sounds from the late seventies, early eighties. We're trying to use a lot of that stuff. Uh huh. So not the like, not the band boards of Canada, like actually something different. Yeah. Well, the, where they got their music from was yeah. National Boards of Canada. So got it. Wow. Cool. Deep. Sounds are basically late late seventies, <laughs> early eighties kind of stuff. Yep. Did you hear that ding? That was the ding of my mind being blown. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so, and then the the song that I was listening to, where it, it like, um, it opened up my, my it, it sort of helped me un- not understand, but I was like, wow, this is really incredible, was the, the lollipop hop. So there's a lot going on in there, and I think that there's musically a lot going on in there, lyrically there's a lot going on in there, so I would love to hear a little bit about that particular song. Well, Michael, I would just like to say that is also one of my favorite songs, which you know, Ian doesn't feel the same about sometimes. <laughs> so one point for Lindsay. So I was like, yes, that's the song I love. <laughs> okay. We love all the songs, but I think that song, I don't, you can speak to it musically a little bit more, Ian, but I remember thinking about the locomotion and finding yeah. inspiration in, from that song for Lollipop Hop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Ian, musically, like it takes a turn, right? Like how would you describe like the first versus second half of the song? Oh, can you kick it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, with my spectacularly unlicensed sample in the middle of the song. License. That, that, <laughs> will, that will not be named, but yeah, totally. Uh, well, yeah, I just wanted to switch it up and have a rapidy roo verse for myself, you know. Uh-huh. So that's what I did. So that's what you did, and that's so, you. You're my eyes did. Okay, if we're going to, you know, that sample is from Tribe Called Quest. Uh-huh. Who sampled it from Lou Reed. Right. Who... Got, who, who Hired Herbie Flowers to play bass on it for fifty bucks in nineteen seventy whatever. Uh-huh. So really, I'm sampling Herbie Flowers, the bass player who came up with that for fifty bucks. That's how right, I feel. Right, and and he does it, and, and like it's the one of the most iconic bass lines that 
that you know you can hear and i was just so like it floored me i was like this is amazing i love that this is uh, happening um, I think ian is a bass player mm-hmm. yeah that's his first instrument got it. So. cool cool yeah. so wh- okay so ian this may put you on the spot a little bit and apologies in advance but what is what is one of your favorite songs on this new record uh, i really like space rock with also uh with a, a bit of a public enemy thing going on there uh-huh emailed Chuck D and he never got back to me so I'm thinking cool so <laughs> no yes quite like Charles Rittenhauer so I needed to have him go yes uh-huh. in there and uh, it sort of introduces all the characters in the band mm-hmm. and a snappy backbeat and all the kids can dance to it great so I'm a big fan of Dinosaur Roar which is sort of our Dio song yeah that's a good one I mean they're all good one, one thing that I really love about it is you know you're not just saying that you're making music for for everyone but you really are like there's a lot going on in there and, and i think it's the second song that that um where you talk about shaking your asteroid belt and i just thought oh. that was like so well done and so clever and there's a lot of stuff like that in all of these songs like really clever wordplay so who, who do you take turns writing the lyrics do you write together how does that work we so- we come up with Lindsay and i come up with terrible words and we give them to kate and she's like she's <laughs> And she fixes them all, basically. I do a lot of backseat mm-hmm. writing. These guys are the good times, and they also like to call themselves the good enough times. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh-huh. they trick me by saying, hey, Kate, we're finished this record, so we're just going to send it off. And I go, oh, oh no, 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 i got to fix it. And then I go in, and I nerd it up, and I like add a thousand different things. So that's kind of how we roll. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. our dynamic. Got and, it. Uh, and so Ian and I, at one point, um, in our good times, we were writing a song a day for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, too, we'll mine songs. And again, we're good enough time, so the lyrics, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes they're non-existent. Sometimes we just would repeat things. So some, a lot of times we'll mine things that we have from that catalog, work them up. Kate will do the lyrics, and then Ian will put some music. And then I, we have to give a big shout-out to Mitch Girio uh-huh. for this one because he put all the candy on it. Yeah. Uh, candy's you, good. Candy's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so maybe I may have gone out of order here a little bit, but I think that it's, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your characters? You know, like, what's the, what's the scoop behind Galacto Fashionista Gussie or Space Ninja Linda or Lost Disco Cosmonaut Boris Nikolai? Just tell me a little bit about the characters. Sure. Okay. So Galactic Fashionista Gussie is an over-the-top kind of Bjork for kids style girl. <laughs> She's my personal hero. If I could be brave enough to be Bjork, I would try to be. Uh-huh. Um, but so she is my, the idea is she comes from these twin garbage patch planets, you know, like the garbage patch in the Pacific Ocean. Well, her galaxy threw all their garbage and it turned into a planet. So she's just from this planet of refuse. And so her big thing is um, recycling, which is a great message. Oh, right? a, yeah, totally. So my whole outfit, I have a ridiculous over-the-top outfit that I've made out of like tin foil and bubble wrap and like styrofoam, you know, noodles or whatever they're called, little puzzle pieces, bottle caps. So that's me, and I'm completely over the top. Um, yeah, and that's it. I just love. I love to make things. I'm kind of the arts and craftsy, and also I wear a ridiculous amount of makeup, which I never do in my real life. So it's a great <laughs> ego for cool. me. Cool. Uh, so, so how about Space Ninja Linda? Yeah, Space Ninja Linda comes from planet Hitchiku Step Step, and uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a space ninja. I'm a superhero from outer space. I can do amazing anti-gravity moves, all sorts of, in the show, I like to do some tumbling, some cartwheels, um, and I can, you know, fight other people on other planets. That's mm-hmm. sort of my role as a superhero, really. 
Does it yeah. does it surprise the audience when you pull out some of the like tumbling kinds of things? Oh, good question. She does it right off the top, and I can say because I have to come in after her, it's a little <laughs> distressing. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> pirouette, and she's just rocked on with like a running cartwheel. So it wow. certainly surprised me. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. Now, Lost Disco Cosmonaut Boris Nikolai. I think that, like I am the Lost Cosmonaut Nikolai. Well, here's the deal. Well, <laughs> I used to be a Disco Cosmonaut and I was lost in outer space. Uh-huh. But every time I was rapping, I would just lose my accent because it's impossible to rap with a Russian accent and improvise. <laughs> Part of the show, I'm also the word wizard where I wear a cape and I improvise raps that impress five-year-olds and <laughs> also try to avoid swearing. But recently we've changed my character, so my name is Nikolai, and I'm a cosmic rock god, more along the lines of Zaphod Beeblebrox, who's a big, arrogant, silly cosmic rock star. So that's my character, constantly evolving and changing from album to album. Yeah, so so you will legit, you will freestyle in front of a crowd. Yeah, so basically this is part of the show where I I put a sample on of like a a hand clapping song by the Meters, Uh and we solicited, uh, whatever words from the audience, and then I rap. I rap about those that's, words. That's as someone who's who's experimented with that in my life. That's a danger zone. That can it's go. <laughs> that can go any <laughs> any number of ways. Yeah, yeah, they think they're being clever and they're rhyming, make you rhyme things that you just shouldn't say out loud at kids. Kate and I, Kate and I are just on the edge of our seats the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, we're gonna jump in. <laughs> we're gonna jump in if need be. Um, yeah. Wow, that sort of. Uh, Muppet show humor where you're trying to entertain the adults right. and you're almost crossing the blue line <laughs> with like some sort of slightly racy stuff, but it's really for the grown-ups, but the kids are going to laugh. That's awesome. I mean, I love all of this. I love everything about what you all are doing. Um, so, so we're, let's see, it's, we're recording, it's August 9th. The, the record's been out for a little while. We talked about some of the music. There was a record before this, right? So there's two records out. Is the, is the, First album like a sort of an introduction to the Space Chums, and then second's like a like a not necessarily a sequel, but like a continuation of the story. Yeah, I think so. I feel like uh, our first album, apparently, we we were it was brought to our attention by our reviewer once. We say the word Space Chum a lot in every <laughs> song in our first album, <laughs> so that was interesting. We've kind of moved on from there, but really that was just us exploring and trying to figure out who we were and trying uh-huh. out a bunch of things. And now I feel like we know where we want to go, and it's just gotten bigger and brighter. And again, with Mitch Jerio who produced it, it's just really taken it out into the stratosphere. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. So I, I, I know that with creative folks like you, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to rest on this one. So what's, uh, what's coming down the pipeline? Oh yeah. So exciting. Or I mean, we already got a couple of songs we're thinking of for the next album and hopefully we're not going to take so long. In between these two albums was I think five years. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we, we all had kids. We had four kids in that time, but this time we're done. So, I so think, we don't need to take Peter Graeber amounts of time between albums. We're in the process of um, starting our YouTube channel. We're going to do a whole bunch of crowdsour- crowdsourcing um, videos. Yes. Also, uh, a little bit of inspiration from you is that we're think we might want to do a podcast because oh, Kate, nice. more like uh, the Adventures of the Space Chums, little five ten minute shorts. Yeah, like a serial cliffhanger, mm-hmm. serial choose your own adventure kind of thing. Love so it. we have a thousand different ways. Really, we've just we've done really well in Toronto, and now we just need to like blast into the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's do yeah. it. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, 
Cool. So, uh, well, that's that's awesome. I think YouTube channels are are the way to go, and and podcasts are really fun. And and I think that you guys have the creative energy to to make all of it happen. And I think that that's outstanding. So, how do we uh, how do we keep up with the with the space chums when you're when you're on your intergalactic missions, etc.? I can't believe I did it again. Sorry. No, amazing. <laughs> you're totally talking my language. We often. <laughs> We send Earth transmissions through our <laughs> website. See, oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, spacechums.ca. Canadian. Yeah, we landed in Canada first, so uh-huh. we're legal aliens <laughs> everywhere else. Um, so yeah, so through that we've got uh, Instagram, Space Chums, Facebook, Space Chums, and YouTube, Space Chums. Awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where you find right. us. So stay tuned because uh, we're gonna have lots of YouTube stuff coming down the pipe really soon. Yeah. And we love to hear from people. So people need to send us. We love to, like, we're, a lot of our stuff right now, we're going to do a lot of interactive stuff. We're about to make a slew of videos, and they're going to be a lot of fan content. So we want, like, we get, we get some pretty amazing pictures of kids dressed like us, people dancing, mm-hmm. and that's what we love to get because we're going to mm-hmm. be using all of that to, like, yeah, take over your world. Nice. I mean, look, that's not a threat. That sounds, like, actually really great to have my world <laughs> taken over by the space chums. Well, we love your space chum overlords right now. Let's Thanos. <laughs> um, well, thank you all for, for taking the time and for reaching out to begin with. I'm really glad we connected and it was great to talk to all three of you and hear about what you're doing and hear about your many, many, many talents and how they all come together to make space jumps. Thank all you right, so much. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right. Fun. Yeah, totally fun and, and far out, man, and spacey. Okay, I take all that back. But the Space Chums, you gotta check them out. They are high energy, they're exciting, they're fun, they obviously are having a good time doing what they do, and that, to me, is certified and bona fide. Good stuff for kids and families. And now, to get the full flavor, here is their song, Calling All Space Cadets. Talk to you soon. Calling.
Good stuff.